and we're live. Welcome back to another episode of Beating the Market with Gutierrez Capital. This is your host, Luis, and I'm here with Gabriel. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. We're recording this at 10.50 p.m., January the 10th, so we're hoping everyone's having a kick-ass start to 2021. This is time to make your resolutions. I hope all of y'all have good ones, so meaning if it's eating healthy, saving more this year, um, making a big purchase you've been waiting on that you're saving for. All of that good stuff. So um, one of our resolutions, as we stated before, it is to beat ARK investments and uh, beat all the major indices this year with our stock picks. So all of our start pick, all of our stock picks have been kind of on a, on a nice kicking week. Um, we had a little bit of a dip in a lot of high flying names towards the end of December, the first few days of January. But we are going to go over our performance um as of late so some of the names that we ca called out um they kind of performed really really well this last week so i'm going to be going over those really quickly DraftKings that was up 11 percent for the week it looks like it's going to continue running um so it's not like too late to get on that one ArcG it's up about 13 percent for the week teledoc is up about 14 percent for the week etsy's down almost two percent for the week neo everyone's favorite Should stock pick mean? uh ev chinese automaker is up 15 percent for the week leading up to their neo day investors day presentation pretty much where they're going to be discussing some of their new technologies uh guidance going forward and such we are kind of bullish on this company is a uh, baby tesla in china of course always buyers beware with chinese companies but this one seems like the best buy out of all of them and it's not like at an 800 billion market cap like Tesla is. So, yeah. Uh, next, Square up 8.37% for the week. Net is up 2.32% for the week. Chag crushing again, up 7% for the week. PayPal's up at a, an amusing 2.5% for the week. BFT, PaySafe, um, this is a SPAC pre-merger. It is up 0.07% for the week, so it's pretty flat. Redfin up 11.37% for the week. This one we called out on Discord. Gabriel and I made a little bit of cash on this one. We entered put credit spreads and he was trying to go long but decided he was uh, over risking a little bit. So into Redfin? Into Redfin, yeah. Redfin, yeah. I bought a I bought a call option for May. I actually bought it by accident. I thought it I thought the call option expired in March and then I and then uh here King Lou messaged me saying, bro, you did not get that contract. And then I took a look again and I was like, holy shit, it's for May. So yeah, but I mean, I just, I got out of that contract at around 25%, but I had put in a thousand, so not bad. And then I also have a credit spread, which was King Lou's idea, so. So yeah, those, those are all performing well. Oh, and lastly, Tattooed Chef, TTCF is down 1% for the week, but our average portfolio return for the week is at 6.8%, supposing you took an equal weight in all of these tickers, but depending if you took Square, PayPal, or BFT, the range will be anywhere between 6.8% for the week to up to 7.9% for the week. Had you stayed with Square, what I recommended, you would be up almost 8%, but again, this is if you went in all three of them. If you did PayPal, you would be at 7.3, 7.4, and if you did BFT, you'd be a little bit lower. But we're not going to discuss that. So, um, yeah, the portfolio did really good so far. We're getting to, to a pretty good start. And 
we outperformed Spy so far. We outperformed QQQ, but we can't fucking beat Kathy Woodman. She, How much she, is ARC up? It was up like 14% for the week. Let me oh, find out exactly. Well, yeah. But but that's just a hard stock to beat. That's a that's a hard ETF. That's a scary part. It's an ETF and we struggle. So, But they are professionals. Up 13.33%. So we mm. underperformed it a little bit. Um, anyway, what I do want to talk about today is I feel like a lot of our listeners, a lot of our followers on Instagram sometimes struggle finding resources to to look up some stocks, stock ideas, etc. So uh, I think that the point of this podcast would be just to take the opportunity to let all, all of our listeners, followers, um, people that just kind of follow us around know what are the best options for um, just where, where to get your information from. So some of the best places where I find my information from is if I just need quick news, I have notifications set up on a few accounts on Twitter that are Notable for delivering stock news, uh, price upgrades, um, rumors on acquisitions, that kind of thing. So Twitter is going to be the fastest, pretty much quickest like news outlet for anything break it on, breaking out in the markets. There's a lot of times that news break out on Twitter. You find out 10 minutes before Yahoo Finance creates an article for that and you get a notification. So it's a really, really good resource. And honestly, it's the one that I use the most of. You follow accounts like Cheddar Flow, which will tell you flow whenever big account um, purchases are coming in, whenever there's a lot of bullish sentiment. Then you have other people like Wall Street Jesus, etc. But Twitter is one of my favorite resources. Honestly, a Twitter, I've always hit a Twitter for, you know, social media, but for FinTwit, which is just financial Twitter, it's just too good. It's like having a news, a newspaper in your hand. When you're looking at Twitter, you're just like, Jesus, like. Without Twitter, I honestly think my trading would be worse. A hundred percent. And I think that it's just, I think Twitter leaving all politics aside, all people being useless on that app. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but yeah, like I do think that that app is a waste of time. And so is a lot of social media. But if you're using it for trading, which is pretty much what my Twitter turned into, it's not even a personal Twitter anymore. I just talk about stocks mostly or sometimes sports, but I think that it's a great communication outlet. Like you'll find out news immediately. Like, I mean, if you're an investor, if you're a trader, if you're both and you have Twitter, like odds are you have notifications set up on Elon Musk and Donald Trump. Well, before he got banned, right? Before he got banned. Before he got banned. <laughs> so. Which, yeah, looking good for Twitter for an entry. They're well, getting killed. Well, they were down 3% after hours, which yeah. is also news. Yeah. So but I wouldn't be surprised if I get into a position soon. Maybe in the next two weeks, if spy isn't crushed, if spy, yeah. So the the indices where are they sitting at? We're pretty much closed at all time highs for all of the major indexes, and yeah, I mean, just whenever we have these overextended periods, sometimes we get a little bit of pain. So kind of a gut check, and just making sure that the bulls are <laughs> um, still rattling and still buying in. So if that's the case, and the indices will continue to rise, but. If we drop and buyers don't step in hot like they have been for the last, I mean, really the last nine months ever since March, then yeah, that that raises a little bit of concern. But these breathers that the indices take usually help investors find strength in stocks and find the true winners that are going to outperform whenever the indices are performing healthily. So again, just the best resource, the best platform for trading news, ideas, um, just general information is going to be Twitter. 
But educational, I still think that that YouTube overall is pretty informational. You can find a lot of information on there, how to get started, etc. But if you want to learn options, honestly, YouTube's going to be your best resource. Um, there's a lot of people that want to learn about options and they ask us, but that's a loaded question because I think options take a very long time to fully understand and you have to practice with them and sometimes take rough lessons to, to fully understand them. So I think that watching YouTube channels and someone explain trade to you visually helps you a lot more than trying to read on Investopedia how, how a stock option works. So for that, we recommend in the money. That's probably the best options channel, the most real one. And um, I, I, I forget the guy's name, but his channel, he pretty much just goes for high probability trades. He's a smart trader. He's fairly conservative, but that's what makes his approach so effective. And he's really good at explaining options. So yeah, if you want to learn more about options, I recommend checking out his channel on YouTube. But for general market knowledge, I would say what Investopedia and Yahoo Finance yeah, I mean, I think I think the biggest problem is there's a lack of information. There's a, a gap to be filled. So, I mean, honestly, I feel like just people don't know where to start because they'll say, I want to get into stocks and they'll go, on, they'll go on Google, YouTube, and it's a bunch of, you know, like bad resources. So I would say there's not a single good resource that's going to teach you how to trade stocks. What you have to get is a little bit more specific in my opinion. So you have to look up words like technical analysis for beginners. Instead of stocks for beginners, you need to look up technical analysis for beginners. Once you look at that video, you're probably gonna see something about trend lines or you're gonna see something about moving average. You're just gonna see terms. I think it's easier to understand once you're looking at terms and you just add, and you just add that little for beginners part at the end because if you watch 20, how do stocks work? videos you're going to see the same piece of information regurgitated like oh uh inflation goes at eight percent a year whatever or two percent a year um the average portfolio returns eight percent a uh, year over year etc etc like you're gonna see information that gets repeated but if you actually learn how to do technical analysis and fundamental analysis i think you'll you'll be off to a good start yeah for sure and i think that the best resources for all this again i think reddit has tons of like super informational threads for those that aren't familiar with reddit i recommend you getting on there it's just a good platform to be on for educational purposes whether it's about the stock market or other interests that you have just a good platform so yeah if you need to find dd stock pick ideas <sighs> i say this with a little bit of difficulty but wall street bets is a good page to follow all memes aside all jokes aside Wall Street Bets does have smart individuals that know what they're doing and sometimes have really good trade ideas with their DD flares. So Wall Street Bets, I think, is a necessity to follow. And sometimes just knowing sentiment of these fellow autists helps you understand like where we're headed. So, I mean, whenever these bastards are getting too cocky, then, yeah, maybe time to to maybe lo load up on on a few hedges and and just make sure that you're well hedged, really. But then again, you do have some people that are crushing it with some of their DDs and you see them post their 10Ds, which are sometimes and pretty often reckless. However, you ca you have to respect um, the thesis that they drop. So that is probably one of the best resources. Yahoo Finance, you'll just find tons of articles, tons of information on stocks, and it'll lead you to 
different news outlets. So just overall, if you want to know what's happening with uh, macroeconomics, microeconomics in certain sectors, or what stock ideas are good for certain sectors, again, if you have sentiment specifically bearish or bullish for an industry, then you can find out more about that on Yahoo Finance. And again, it's just a, a small news outlet to scroll through. It's just healthy. So so yeah, but then it gets you away from Twitter because obviously Twitter has a character limit. So you're not going to find really good quality articles versus what you'll find on Yahoo Finance. But um, next, as far as podcasts, we don't really listen to too many finance podcasts. Honestly, I find a lot of them very, very boring. Matt, I've yeah, I've, I've tried. I've tried like or either they're too non-informational, like they're kind of just sitting out there. They don't do much or they're super boring. However, the best podcast that I think is out there for finance, stock picks, trade ideas is Pounding the Table. That's the podcast that we like to listen to every week. They usually drop episodes on Sundays. And yeah, that's that's the podcast to listen to. Uh, shout out Anthony Ohoyan. He's one of the goats. And uh, I believe his fund, his hedge fund that he created, this guy's 22, 23 years old, and he's absolutely killing it. His what did his portfolio return about 500 and something yeah, percent over 500 percent yeah insane insane numbers so he outperformed many many notable and legendary stock pickers hedge fund managers and he outperformed all of the indices so yeah uh follow that guy he's super smart uh he has good thesis picks all of the time and next brokers Gibber, do you want to get into this one just real quick we get a lot of questions about brokers I'm honestly not informed as far as like non-US brokers. I'm sorry, like non-US brokers. Like, no. like, 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 I'm not. I know can, Canada has Quest, interactive then, brokers, right? Yeah, and Europe has um, Toro, right? Something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Etoro. Etoro, e and, that, and that's as far as I know. Honestly, I don't really think that's something we should answer. Like, if you really want to get into stock trading, we're not going to be answering questions that are like, "Hey, man, what stock broker should I get?" Or, hey, what's a stock like, bro? Like that stuff you can find out on yourself. I'm, like, if you're not willing to find that information, or if you think you can't find that information without, and I mean, I'm just gonna like wasting our time. Then you're probably not gonna get very far in the game. Like you have to find these basic answers by yourself. What brokers do you get? Whatever. Like just jump into it. And then the questions that are like, okay, a little bit more about learning, a little bit more about experience. Yeah, we'll help you out there. But if you're not willing to type in a couple of words on Google search, what are the odds that you're going to stay trading for, you know, over one or five years? Exactly. Yeah. And maybe it sounds like a, a little bit of a complaint, but it's true. Like, and that's that's maybe like a lack of patience from our part. But yeah, but if you're listening to this true. podcast, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably that's probably not you. Uh, yeah, if you're going out of your way, you're listening to us and you already got this far, then yeah, you're probably uh, more interested in the market than others are and you're more willing to learn and you wanted to to listen to others' opinions and maybe you respect ours. So yes, if, you, if you're asking me what broker to use and you can't go on a Google search and say top five brokers in my nation and you can't find one that accommodates your needs, then I'm sorry. If you want my opinion, hey, what broker do you think is best? I've been looking at eTrade or Robinhood. And that's it. I'll give you an answer. But if you just say, what broker's best? Excuse me, I'm just not going to give you an answer and I'm not going to give you the time. So 
yeah, maybe we'll answer because we're not total douchebags, but it is frustrating. So um, I, I'll, I'll just explain it very vaguely. Um, if you want very good charts, if you want very good uh, news outlets, information op options chains, and you want something complicated, you can look at E-Trade or Thinkorswim. Those are for most more experienced traders. Robinhood, honestly, if you're not going to be using very complex option strategies and you don't care, for having like time sensitive, time sensitive trades, then use Robinhood. Like Robinhood works more than fine for buying, selling stock, selling market or setting market orders, buying after hours, buying pre market, yeah. etc. So it's managing it, very little money is fine on Robinhood. Like anything and under, no commissions and no commissions. Yeah, anything under you know like fifty k, thirty k. Like I think that's fine. Yeah, and I mean on the other ones, even if you're just buying stock though. For me, it would be absolutely no problem if I had 500,000 sitting in Robinhood. Like, it, it doesn't matter because to me, if I'm just buying stock or just buying spy and maybe buying a few like call options that I'm swinging for a month out, that's fine to me. But I mean, if I'm playing weeklies and I need to sell my order like in two minutes and set a market zone and I just need to unload it because you're scalping, Robinhood's not going to be the platform for you. So that's where, yeah, we recommend E Trade, Thinkorswim, Charles Schwab. Those are all fidelity. Those are all pretty good platforms, but they will have commissions. So if you're barely getting started, you want to get a hang of trading. Webull or Robinhood are probably going to be the best user-friendly ones, and you get a free stock if you refer a friend, or I think you usually get a stock even if you're a new user. Right. So for brokers, I think that that's pretty much it. For technical analysis, we're not going to go into technical analysis. That's, um, again, that's your own research to do or maybe a different podcast that we can set up. But uh, for technical analysis, the charts that you want to set up, the timeframes that you want to look at, if you want to look at intraday charts, meaning that it's during market hours, you're looking like at one-hour charts, 15-minute charts, two-minute charts, uh, I recommend Thinkers Thinkorswim. Just download the platform for free. Maybe create an account. Don't put any money in there. You'll be able to use their charting um system and it works really really well stock charts if you want to stockcharts.com if you want to look at their daily time frames we recommend to look at that one it's free and you can add a few indicators which is going to be more than what trading view offers lastly trading view if you're looking in the middle of the day trading view is going to be a pretty good one however if you can get thinkorswim or thinkorswim or e-trade pro those are going to be very very good uh resources to set up your charts yeah i do think though that you should get the the best thing you can get like just because you're managing a thousand bucks and you're not going to be using you know like a uh a, a bad uh chart software and you're not going to be using robin hood just because it's easier like if i give you if i give you a million bucks oh that's when you'll start using the right stuff that's when you'll you know get a e-trade and learn how to use it and learn how to chart like no like you need to start doing like even if it's a little bit harder to use e-trade or it's a little bit harder to to use stock charts or whatever you have to start you know even if you have 500 bucks like it doesn't make a difference or um some people don't wake up because it's like eh, i was paper trading either way or eh, i'm not managing that much money either way like i don't care you have to you have to start trading it like it's your money like you have to start trading it like you have a million uh, you can't just, if I give you a million bucks, you're not going to be like, you know what? Like, I don't know how to chart or mm, I'm just going to put in Robin Hood because it's easier to use. Like, no, like start with, don't start with what's easy. Start with what's good. 
yeah, I mean, just just make sure you're doing the, I guess, the best thing for yourself. Like, like yeah, if you want to set up good charts and you want to have, like, good technical analysis and not be able to blame, like, external <laughs> external factors for your losses and such, yeah, like, I mean, just pay those 10 bucks a month, get stock charts, create your charts there, and have some fun. But don't be using, like, lackluster, lackluster resources just because... You don't want to spend the money, but then like you're spending the money on your trades. So it's like, okay, you're not investing fully into being a trader or being an investor and doing it effectively. So yeah, I mean, it is going to be counter counterproductive pretty much. So that's what we recommend. Those are the platforms that we recommend for charting. And then lastly, what do, Instagram, not really. I, Instagram, I, honestly, us and Folato 11. Yeah, Folato 11, those would be the that, that's kind of the only account that i really really like or that i i follow but even then um like uh, yeah i mean if we want to talk about his account might as well talk about his book too if you want to learn about technical analysis get his money flow trading system it's 10 bucks it's one of the it's one of the best 10 bucks you ever spend that'll make the difference between you being a, a unsuccessful trader and you being a successful trader because why it's giving you a system at first it's <laughs> like it's funny because the more that someone says oh you need a system because i would always hear that when i was starting like oh you need a system if not you're gonna fail you need a system you're not or you're gonna fail and guess what i didn't have a system and i would get my ass burnt all the time and now that i've been kind of following his system and um using a lot of his m approach towards my trading like i've been getting pretty results keep in mind that the market has been just kind of going yeah it's been pretty pretty generous however I don't think that I've been overly aggressive with my trades, and uh, whether you are take, whether you are taking, I don't know, um, whether you're trading pennies or whatever you're trading, like just make sure that you have your own system and that whatever risk you're assuming with your trades, like just know your risk profile and know that you're, you know, like where where you can cut losses. Don't just follow someone and be like, oh, this guy's getting this eight hundred dollar options contract because he called that out on his Twitter. Because again, like they're not liable for your losses. So if that risk profile does not fit your account size, then you should not even be doing that. But like, let's say you can afford a $10 loss on a stock on that same stock trade. Okay, then just buy the underlying, just buy one or two shares and say, hey, um, I'm just going to practice the price movement. Once you learn it, then you can start trading options once you're more comfortable. But we still recommend understanding options fully before you do anything else. Right. Um, personally, um, I love doing spreads. I think that they're the most effective, most, um, closest thing to options without it's like, it's, it's stock. a nice medium between options and stock. Yeah. It creates a leverage position. Um, the only bad thing is that you don't have equity, so you don't get dividends obviously. And, um, and yeah, as an expiration. So yeah, a lot can happen there. You can lose 100% of your original investment or sometimes even more if you take a credit spread. However, um, first learn options, then learn spreads, and most importantly, learn stock movement because otherwise the other two don't matter. But um, I think those are all the resources that we use. I don't think I'm missing any any others, right? Nah. Oh, 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 Finviz. Finviz, if you want to look at analyst price targets for bullish sentiment, use finvis this stock um i don't even know what to call it it's just like a 
Just a website. Uh, like, yeah, like a stock market website. Like a research tool. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I love their heat maps. So they'll have this heat map set up on the front of their website. So whenever you see that the market's really green or really red or kind of just flat, you can see what sectors are outperforming. So that'll give you ideas of what's moving the stock market and why the stock market is moving a certain way based on those heat maps that will tell you, hey, industrials are doing really good today or hey, energy is doing really good or hey, tech is doing really good. So that is what that is good for. But then also for screening, my favorite screening tool is just going on Fitbiz, hitting screening. You go market cap, mid plus. Then all you look for is like stocks on 30 RSI to keep an eye out for to add to your watch list to see what stocks you could be buying um, or maybe be looking to add a dip on soon because stocks don't like to be at 30 RSI. That means that they're oversold. So if they're anywhere near 30, 40, you might want to keep a, an, out, an eye out on them if they're quality companies. So that's one way of screening. And then the other way is to look at breakouts. So you'll leave that market cap filter set up and then you'll just set price cross crosses 20 day moving average above and it'll give you like a 10 page list and just go through every single indicator if you know technical analysis that'll give you ideas of what trades you want to get in or what possible setups you have that fit your trading style but then you could also accommodate it to cross above the 50 day moving average cross above the 200 day moving average uh engulfing candles etc so finvis is a really good resource but Again, just to round them all up, we recommend using Twitter, uh, Instagram, a little bit, not really. Reddit, Reddit is really good. Investopedia, Yahoo Finance, there's also investing.com, uh, Barron's, MarketWatch, etc. Those are all just going to be news outlets. But again, Wall Street Journal, all of that, you can, they kind of just do the same thing. YouTube, that's going to be good for just learning. And then Bimviz as well. And then yeah. obviously like your your charting websites. Yeah. But... I feel like if you, if you don't catch any of that, if you're not going to remember any of that, just keep these three in mind. This is all I personally check. Stockcharts.com. It's free. Twitter. Find people that you trust. You can go on Gutierrez Capital on Twitter. Follow, uh, check our page out. Follow us. And then go to our following page and follow the people that we follow. So Twitter, Stockcharts. And honestly, I mean you can follow our page because that's what we put so we're the filter there's so much information out there you're not going to know which one's good which one's bad i think if you look at the information we put on our discord instagram all of that it's going to be a filter for good stuff so check out our instagram check out twitter and then check out stockcharts.com and that's pretty much all you need yeah pr pretty much so that is going to be it for this podcast. It's just kind of short. It was a pretty loose podcast, but we did want to discuss these very important resources that, I mean, everyone should just be aware of where to where to look at or what, what to be in whenever you're trading in the stock market or just investing so you can get all of your information and know what you are going to be getting from certain outlets. But yeah, pretty much Twitter. I think that that's kind of the one that's been crushing. Um, across the board but i want to finish off by mentioning our stock picks or not a stock or stock picks but some of the breakouts that we saw in the market and some of the trades that we're in right now so uh some of luis's plays on discord uh right now we gabriel and i decided to get a spy put debit spread to hedge our portfolio hedge some of our positions because you can never be too safe so 
yeah, Spy, it's looking a little bit red today. We don't know if it's going to bounce, so it's good that we added that. But DKNG is looking primed here. CRM is basing off. Keep an eye on that one. That's That might be blasting off soon. Best Buy is on breakout. Be on the lookout because they do have an investor presentation coming in on Tuesday. Uh, Redfin is still on breakout. Lululemon is on breakout right now. And Gabriel, do you have any plays that I don't have? I think we're kind of in the same thing. Oh, and we called out Fubo, right? Yeah, Fubo just tested the 50-day moving average. Basically, price does not want to go down. Yeah, perfect. We're and looking at pretty big upside. Also, you added to CMLF, right? This is a SPAC. Yeah, CMLF is a SPAC. Pretty much these SPACs, if you don't know what they are, just it's another name for a type of stock. It's a group. So SPACs do not, I mean, you know, some do, right? But this SPAC will most likely not go below 10. It doesn't. Right? It's very unlikely. You'll, like, you'll, you'll get your money back yeah. if it falls below so 10. So pretty much doesn't go below 10. Right now it's at 11. I'm up. I'm not up that much. I'm up like 4%. But this stock, hold it for 12 months. No, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to hold this stock for 12 months. And in 12 months when I podcast, I'm confident I'm going to tell you at least a 200% return on my part. Okay. Do not buy this stock unless you research it. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what to do, Perfect. but I'm going to hold this. Yeah, okay. We're going to timestamp that. So those are all of our current stock picks that we're holding on to. So please check out our Discord so you can engage with us daily. If not, just follow us on Instagram, comment on our posts, and we'll react to you there. If you want to DM us, then go ahead. We'll also reply there and be pretty nice to you. So... This is it for episode nine of Beating the Market with Gutierrez Capital. Thanks for tuning in. This was your host, Luis. Hope everyone has a good night and an even a better year. Gabriel, any last words? Nothing much. See you guys.